There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. Hey everybody, what's going on? Jeff Rieger, another episode of The Daily Ticket. This one for a Wednesday, the 17th of January of 2024. How's everybody doing? We now know it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as the opposition 60 minutes away. 60 minutes away from an NFC title game, potentially, at Ford Field. Like, we should just get into it. But before we do, please rate, review, watch, subscribe, like the Daily Ticket, if you'd be so kind. I do appreciate it. By the way, the last two Daily Tickets, we have not read comments. We'll get back to the comments at the end of this podcast. Let's get into it, okay? Because I think we need to hit on a couple of different things. We are in unchartered territory. So no matter what anybody believes or what anybody thinks they believe, they might actually believe something else. We don't know how to feel. We don't know how we're supposed to act. I think that was pretty apparent. Being at the game on Sunday, it was the greatest environment I've ever been in. It was chill-inducing. It was so cool. And I don't know if it's always going to be like that, but you know what they say, you never forget your first, right? And that was so special on Sunday. It was amazing. It was awesome. It was like nothing we ever imagined. You admit it. We get to the point, being Lions fans, that we just accept it's not going to happen for us. We're not going to go to a Super Bowl. We might not win another playoff game. You lower your expectations. You cheer guys like Matthew Stafford, even though he didn't win anything. You... Fawn over Barry Sanders, the greatest running back maybe ever, but he didn't win anything either. Like, this is what you're forced to feel because we've been Lions fans our whole life, right? However, now that Sunday happened and we've had a couple of days to think about it, remember it, reflect on it. I mean, it was awesome. And I can't wait for Sunday against the Bucks and Baker Mayfield. Because I'm going to do the exact same thing I did last Sunday. I'm going to walk around the concourse and just take it in. It's such a great environment. However, now that we finally got past winning your first playoff game since 1992, the 91 season, we all have to do one thing collectively. We got to get over it. We'll always remember it. I think it goes down as the best win of my lifetime, unless they keep winning. And we can debate that. If you want to hit the comment section, is this the best life? If you want to hit the comment section, best win of your life. I mean, let me know. If this wasn't it, then what was it? But I don't even necessarily care about that stuff right now. I love the fact that Dan Campbell, Brad Holmes, the Lions are checking off things that we've never done before. 12-win season. Franchise record, check. Home playoff game because you won the division first time in 30 years, check. Home playoff victory where the crowd, the atmosphere was just intense and utterly unbelievable, check. We've done some really good things, things that we never thought we would live to see. I was listening to sports radio yesterday. People calling up Mike and Rico talking about being at the game with their loved ones. Tears, couldn't stop crying, blubbering, 
Like it was all the great feels you could ever want and more. It was just so cool. But now we got to be done with it. We got to move on. You got the Tampa Bay Bucks coming to town. And we can get into the matchup a little later on in the week. However, we got to realize now that overnight, our goals and expectations have changed. It's great what we've accomplished. It's already a sensational season. But there's so much more out there, and you cannot miss this opportunity. I keep hearing something that I don't like. I keep hearing a phrase that I could not disagree with more. I've heard it several times. And every time I hear it, I yell. So much that my wife and daughter are like, what are you yelling about? Daddy and honey, right? Daughter calls me daddy, wife calls me honey, you know? Except when she's pissed at me. Then she calls me Jeff. Then I realized I didn't do something that I should. Anyway, back to the podcast, right? Happens way too often, though. I think it's on her, not me. But I'm probably wrong about that, too. However, we got to move on. And I keep hearing this phrase. And I don't like it. House money. People keep saying house money. Now, what house money means to me is whatever happens from here on out, you're happy. It's good. You are over the moon. And while that might be true, like if they lose on Sunday, nobody is going to say this is a bad season. It's already given you all the feels you could ever potentially want and more. But now you got to get greedy. It's not house money. There's so much more out there. Like, let's be honest. If you went to Dallas or you're taking on the Niners or there's this super team like Baltimore that nobody can beat and you played them, then I get it. Maybe you think house money, great season, build on it next year, add in the offseason, and the Lions are going to be great, right? Maybe you think that. However, you're playing the Tampa Bay Bucks, who just beat the Eagles. Baker Mayfield. Threw for over 300 yards and three touchdowns in a playoff game. That's the first time a Buck quarterback has ever done that. You're playing the Bucks, though. This is not only winnable. You're favored by a touchdown. This is the biggest opportunity that we've ever had being Lions fans. You are 60 minutes away from an NFC title game. And after that, you got the Packers potentially coming to your crib, or you got to go to San Francisco, which is not impossible, guys. Think about this. Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, Jordan Love, or Brock Purdy is going to be in the Super Bowl. Why not our guy, Jared Goff? You got to stop with the house money. If you don't believe it, good for you. If you do believe it, you got to stop. You got to get greedy. We are no longer wide-eyed kids. Oh my God, look what's happened. This is amazing. We're not that anymore. We are a veteran football town that understands the opportunity that's in front of us. And you got to take advantage. And they should take advantage. I know Tampa Bay is different than when the Lions played them. But Jared Goff in that game at Tampa Bay racked up 350 in the air. Amon Ra caught like 140 of it. Detroit was missing Jonah Jackson, David Montgomery, Josh Pascoe, CJGJ, James Houston, and Brian Branch. Those guys were all out for the Lions. They went on the road to Tampa, and they beat them 26. 
20 to 6. They held the Bucks to their lowest points output all season long. Do I think it's going to be like that on Sunday? I don't. I think Baker's going to drop back and throw the ball 40 times. Bucks can't run the football to save their life. And yes, you worry about the Lions secondary. And of course, the Bucks, I'm sure, are going to get good field position through the year. They have two 1,000-yard receiving receivers. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, they're both studs, correct? So I do think it's going to go a lot like the Rams game did in regard to Tampa Bay is going to be able to move the football. But is the Lions defense going to be able to keep them out of the end zone? Tampa Bay also very similar to the Rams in having won a lot of games lately. They've won six of the last seven including on Monday Night Football at Tampa Bay against the Eagles, to essentially kill Matt Patricia. By the way, nice job, Nick Sirianni. Way to give your defense to Matt Patricia. Like, does anybody learn? How does this guy keep getting jobs? The first thing that should stick out, if Matt Patricia ever interviews with you, you say, hey, Matt, what's up with Ticonderoga number two in your ear, but yet you use a laminate? How does that work? The rocket scientist himself, like Nick Sirianni should be fired from Philly. Like what a tailspin that was. And to give Matt Patricia your defense, you got to have a screw loose. But it would have been nice for Philly to come here because it would have been great to beat Patricia. Anyway, point is, the Bucs have won six of seven. Their win's not all that impressive. They beat the Falcons. They beat the Carolina Panthers twice. Carolina stinks. They did beat the Jags who had their own little meltdown down the stretch. They beat the Eagles, but there is one impressive win in there. In December, they went into Lambeau, and they beat the Packers 34-20. And now it's a Packer team everybody's afraid of. Bucks are 5-4 and four on the road. Lions are 6-2 and two at home. Bucks think they're Michigan. They're talking about this revenge tour because they had lost to the Eagles in the regular season, then they beat them in the playoffs. They, of course, lost to the Lions in the regular season, and they want to beat them in the playoffs as well. Doesn't matter. Lions should win this football game. I think it's going to be close. Bucks love the blitz. I think that Lions offensive line was sensational against the Rams. They only had five hurries the entire game. That's a big ask to have them do that again. If Jared Goff is clean, he was 22 for 22. He was that good. Line does their job. Goff is clean. They're sending the blitz. Means somebody is outmanned number-wise. And Goff should have a day. Correct? Now, I don't know if the line's going to be as effective. But the point is, the line should win this football game. The point is, this is not house money. The point is you have a chance not only to cross off another thing on your list, but you got a chance to make the NFC title game, to host the NFC title game if the Packers go into San Francisco and beat the Niners, which is a possibility. This is not house money. This is the best opportunity of our football-watching lives. And I know Dan Campbell will have that team ready. And I don't think it's going to be an easy game. But the Lions are favored for a reason. The Lions are thought to be, at least in my mind, the second best NFC team remaining. The Niners are the best. But maybe they lose to the Packers. Either way, it's not going to be easy. 
but it's not house money. We can talk about all your feels and how great this season was and what we expect for next year in future weeks to come in the offseason. But right now, you got a job to do. Beat the fucking bucks. This is not house money. We have not accomplished enough. It's been your whole life watching this team and been disappointed. So just because they gave you a little taste and Sunday is going to be amazing, you need more. You deserve more. So moving forward, can we ban those words? House money banned. That's my spiel. Let me know what you think. Do you get annoyed by it as well? What do you think happens in the Bucks game? Later on in the week, we'll get more into the breakdown, X's and O's, who should win and why. But let me know. Early on, I've heard too many people say the house money thing, and it irks the crap out of me. Now, before we let you go and get the comments too, <clears throat> I wanted to share this with you. I promise, this is the last utterance of Kelly Stafford. Till next year, when the Lions come to Ford Field. You know the story already. Kelly claimed that her children were booed. I think we know that she was booed. Please. Also, Matthew Stafford, we played you his comments. Sounded like he doesn't care about Detroit or the fan base. Kelly Stafford hated the question he was asked. I feel I've been following this Kelly Stafford story. I feel I owe you this information. On her podcast, The Morning After, apparently she was texting with Jared Goff's fiance. Said the following. Actually, I was texting Christian Harper this morning. And this is what I said. You want your fans to be that passionate. That's what you want. You don't want to be on the other side of it. But if they are your fans, hell yeah, let's go. This is from a New York Post article. Kelly was discussing the fan behavior at Ford Field where Stafford played home games during his 12-season tenure with the Lions. Kelly recalled being booed by some Lions fans while walking on the sidelines with her daughters. One of her daughters apparently started crying. She also recalled Stafford being booed when he ran on the field in Detroit and when he took a hard hit in the third quarter, which resulted in him being taken to the medical tent. Quote, listen, did I think we're going to come in there and Matthew was going to get a standing ovation? Absolutely not. There's no chance. I think in this scenario, you hear the boos. They're louder than anything else. But this is a playoff game. We're coming in as the enemies. You were specifically booing my husband when he ran on the field, and that's okay. I'm okay with that. I don't want excuses being made. My girls and I are not playing the game, she added. My girls are not getting booed. I am, and I can handle it. But when I have my girls next to me, there is something to be said like, Maybe not. Kelly explained that she was being booed while talking to Martha Ford. One of her daughters was in tears, she said. I go, guys, they're not booing you. They're booing mommy. They want their lions to win. Another daughter looked at her and goes, well, we're not playing the sport. And I said, that is very true, but mommy's been involved with a lot of things here, and that's why they're booing. Okay, 
at least she came off the story that the crowd was booing your kids. Nobody's booing kids. No fan base is going to boo kids. Yes, if I brought my daughter to a game and they booed my daughter, yeah, you want to punch somebody. But that would never happen. The other thing, too, by the way, is I don't think they were booing Kelly. They were booing the Rams. It's a playoff game. They wanted to do something that your husband never able to. They wanted to experience something that your husband was never able to provide them. My goodness. I don't know why I get so fired up, but there's more. There's more. At least she came off the notion that the crowd was booing her kids. There's no way anybody's going to boo a bunch of kids. All right? So stop with that. I do find it funny. Uh, mommy's been through a lot. They're booing. They're not booing you either, Kelly. They're booing the team, the Rams. Anyway. She also talked about Matthew's comments. She stuck up for her husband. We played this for you. Sean McVay came out, said he was really happy for Detroit. He thought the atmosphere was freaking amazing. So Matthew Stafford was asked, well, what do you think about Detroit? Are you happy for Detroit? Kelly, of course, has a huge problem with that. Matthew said, quote, I'm happy for the players. I'm happy for those guys. People like me took those comments and said, wow, he doesn't care about Detroit. The place that supported him for 20 years. I don't care about them. The place that cheered him to a Super Bowl. We've been over this, right? But here's what Kelly says on her podcast. Quote, my husband is human. His team just got knocked out in the playoffs. You give him five minutes to digest that, but you don't think he heard the boos and heard the cheers when he was down because he did. I know he did. All right. I don't think anybody was cheering Matthew Stafford being down and potentially concussed. All right. Give me a break. But anyway, she goes on to say he's also a competitor and he's mad at this point that they did not win that game. And you give them five minutes to digest that, and you ask that question? No other quarterback is being asked if you're happy for the other city that just won. No one! Well, no other quarterback played in the team that just won city. Like, it's kind of a unique experience, don't you think, Kelly? Matthew was traded for Jared. Jared just beat Matthew. I think it's only normal to ask how you feel for a city that never had anything that you played there for 12 years. I think that's only normal. I do. But let me go on. No other quarterback is being asked if you're happy for the other city that just won. No one. And I don't think it's a fair question to ask. It's not a question of whether my husband wants it for the city. It's the question of giving him a second to digest what the fuck just happened and then allowing him to answer the question. I thought it was a very good answer. Do you want him to jump up and down and cheer right now for the people in the city? I could not imagine. Those are her comments. I thought it was a bad answer. I get it, I guess. Right? Matthew was getting booed, so he was upset by that, apparently, according to Kelly. So uh, he just said, I'm happy for the guys. So we're done with Kelly. We're done with Matthew. Lions knocked him out of the playoffs. And doesn't it feel good? That's, by the way, another thing that adds to that victory, doesn't it?
not only did you finally win a playoff game, but it was against them. It was against him. It was against her. Feels good, doesn't it? Unbelievable. I don't know why I just did that. I don't know. If you're watching on YouTube. Anyway, there you go. That's your Kelly Stafford update. And by the way, as far as giving Matthew five fucking minutes, as she said, he had more than five minutes, but they pull Matthew out to the podium when Matthew's ready to go. They're not yelling at him, Matt, you got to get up there. Like, how long do you want him to wait? How long does he need to digest losing? Let's be honest, he lost enough at Ford Field. He should realize what it feels like already, right? Sorry, that was a cheap shot. I apologize. Let's get to some comments on the daily ticket. We do some good comments. We do some bad comments. And uh, then we let you go. Go live your life. Last podcast. Last two podcasts, actually. I'm giving away. Last two podcasts were all about the Lions winning a playoff game. Let me read some of these comments and then uh, we move on with our day. What do we got? User underscore WM8UV61C4S. They did it. Go Lions. Great podcast. Oh, thank you. How about this one? Jacob Schleschel Schwartz, 2086. Something we never thought we could do. Who is we? The Lions are going all the way. One pride. True Blue, 62-12. I love your energy. Great recap. Go Lions. Clinton, humor. They did it, Rieger. Me and the boys had such a selly after the game ended. Love it. Sings galore, 51-46. Just like old Yeller, we had to tie Matthew Stafford to a tree. No, Mr. Brad Holmes. I'll do it. He's my quarterback. Okay. And then how about a couple more? John Fairley, 4492. Love you, Rieger. I begged all my Lions friends to boost Stafford. Good for you. Nicely done, John Fairley. And then for the negative ones, this one says, Rieger, you're a doubter. You're a hater. You've been hating for the entire time. Don't act like you're happy that they won now. All right. Um, oh, this one. Great podcast. You should stay up late more often. RJV2395. I know these are more nice comments, but, you know, I don't get them very often. So I wanted to read a couple more nice ones. How about this one? Twins111105. Rieger is someone I like to have a beer with, and I don't even drink. That's, like, so nice. Thank you. Let's go get a beer. And then one more. Could find a whole lot of negative ones. Um, Mike's campfire 2316. I think you leave Stafford alone. He doesn't have to prove nothing to Detroit. He fought for us for 12 years on a losing team with toughness and class. So here's the finger to you. Go Lions. That's how we'll end it. They were giving me the finger because I was booing Stafford. And I was on a crusade to have you boo Stafford. And by the way, you didn't need me because you booed the hell out of him. And it was nice. That's the podcast for today. We'll join you tomorrow. We'll get a little more with the Bucks and Lions. I can't wait. Let's go. And no more house money. It's a brilliant opportunity. Let's take advantage.
Have a great Wednesday, everybody. It's cold out there. By the way, my daughter keeps getting her school canceled. This is a new thing, apparently. She got canceled on Tuesday. It's too cold outside. Today, canceled again. Got the word yesterday at like 4 o'clock. It's like 18 degrees. Listen, I'm not saying it's warm, but come on. What are we doing here? I feel like when I was a kid, it had to be a double ice storm to get school canceled. I never got a snow day. My daughter gets like three a week during the winter. It's ridiculous. That's all I got for you. Thanks for watching The Daily Ticket. We'll catch you tomorrow on a Thursday. No more house money. Don't say it. Don't think it. Don't believe it because it's not true. Bye, everybody.